0: I match the background today. Oh, you
1: do. Nice. You have on our, our the Mason shirt. I Love literally it. just grabbed
0: this like two seconds ago and that was the background you had.
1: I know. Well, of course I'm in my sunroom and it's always like 10 degrees colder in here. So I had to put on my, uh, my new crew crew neck. I like it. Yeah. From Jack Backers. It's nice. Um, But hello, welcome everyone to Part Me, Alex. We're starting a little bit early tonight. I know I had it set for 815, but we wanted to get it rolling. Just rip the Bandai, just rip it off, rip it off, uh, talking about the game at GCU. Um, We also have a special guest with us tonight, but we'll bring uh, this person on. I'm not going to give any names away or hints. We'll bring them on. Well, if you watch the game, you should have a pretty good guess. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But yeah, so we'll bring them on in in a a few minutes, but uh, go ahead and do our regular intro and and get this, get this train out of the station. (sighs) All right, let's go. And we back. So quick story before, <clears throat> before we start, I didn't watch the game live uh, because I was at work at the brewery. I had work all morning, all day, and then at 5 o'clock, I was off. And at 5 o'clock is when our friend's band, the 90s cover band, Huffy and the Painfish, were going taking the world by storm. Uh, started playing at the brewery right at, right at 5, and they ended right at 8, So I was only able to watch like the last kind of like part of the second half of the game um, at the brewery. And so it was uh, I was already like multiple drinks deep. I'm not going to lie. So watching it, watching it live with a bunch of other with a bunch of our other uh, basketball peeps was uh, not the easiest thing. Because, again, uh, we caught like the last maybe like 10, 15 minutes of game. But anyway,
0: So close yet so far.
1: I know. I know. Uh, And then Jacqueline rewatched it as well. I think you watched it live, but you said your feed messed up.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I generally watch it back anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah, I got, I got like mixed up on one of the more crucial and uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but uh, arguable parts of the game. So I definitely had to rewatch that part a few times to try to figure it out and, Mm consult our in-house
1: official um, in our art that we don't pay for, but we keep him on, <laughs> on staff just in case
0: we keep him for a photo friend. Um, so I'll, I'll have a lot of breakdown on that, but
1: anyhow, can't wait. Can't wait to hear the breakdown, honestly. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, Jacqueline, tell us about our short, little history with GCU cuz this is only our second year playing them.
0: Yeah, so this is only the third time we played them cuz uh last season we only played them once at home. Uh going into this game we were 2-0 against them cuz last season uh, we beat them at home. Uh in January we beat them at home. Last season when we beat them at home, we beat them 71 to 46. It's amazing. It was such an amazing game. Uh the season we only beat them by 5 at home.
1: Um mm-hmm. uh,
0: their crowd is insane. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna give away who our special guest is yet. But uh, just a little. A little reminder. Um, GCU is a private for-profit university. Uh, so I know I saw a little. A little bit of correspondence on your post on Facebook. I think Sarah commented on it. So they. They don't technically pay their students to come to the games individually. Um, to boost attendance. However, they have lots of money to pay for marketing and all different kind of game day activities and promo items and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, they have a budget, right? So they're not like handing the students money to Moolah to come in, but like they're doing a lot. They can do a lot because they have the budget to do that. Um, yeah. so all, all sorts of things to incentivize attendance right thousand students on campus and they have seventy thousand students online so they have lots of money
1: and i'm sure a lot of those students who are online also probably live within you know Maybe, but i mean you have to think also that's that's how they make
0: so much profit is so many of their students are online so they aren't having to put that money back into you know three times the students are online that are on campus so they're making money off those students that they don't have to necessarily put back into campus stuff because those students aren't on
1: Exactly, campus. yeah. Well, I heard somebody kind of equate it the other day, or I don't know, I'm trying to think of who said it. They said it was basically think of a power five budget in a mid-major school. Exactly. Yeah. Was that, Matt? I, yeah. Was, that's a good yeah. Literally, that's it, exactly how it is. And so if, if people that are complaining and, and, and being... You know, judgmental about our situation. Like, you have to understand, like, they have the funds. It's comparing apples to oranges. It literally is. It literally is. And and again, also, that is the culture that has been ingrained in that school for years. And they've had years to cultivate it. And they have the money to back it up, which, again, doesn't grow on trees, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Just different. So just something to a little food for thought when you're looking at their crowd. Absolutely. Um, All right. So quickly, I'm going to go over the standings and the seating for the tournament, and then we're going to bring on our special guest. Um, So our current standings, uh, not a lot has changed up in the top five or so. Um, Just a smidgen differences. So Utah Valley, 9-2, and still ahead, um, but they have lost two games. Southern Utah, 8-3, and which they just lost. To UTA, I believe. They lost or Utah Tech? I can't remember. I don't remember. I think it was Southern Utah. There's Uh, too many many Utahs. Can't remember. Uh, Sam Houston, Seattle U, and us are all tied for third at seven and four. Then you have Grand Canyon at six and four. um, Tarleton at six and five. And then it just kind of goes down from there. We have uh, California Baptist at five and six. Same with Abilene Christian. Um, then we have three schools on a three way tie at three and eight UTRGV, Utah Tech, and then UTA. And then New Mexico State still coming in <sighs> begrudgingly last with their two wins. I'm still, still bitter. Still better, Betty's over here about this. Um, so that's the current standings. Moving over to the WAC resume seating. Again, not a big difference from what it was at the last podcast. Uh, Utah Valley up top, Sam Houston, then Southern Utah, Seattle U, Grand Canyon, and then us. Biggest thing is that obviously our past two losses have really dropped our total. Um, Now we're at 1.08 whack points. But again, the only good thing about this is is that we're still pretty good at six at the moment because the next person down at at seven in the seven slot is at negative 0.48. So, we still have a little, little bit of a you know, buffer there, but really can't afford to lose many more games, and so we just need to not, please, for God's sakes, for God's sake. Um, we've already had to rearrange our travel plans to Vegas so that we could get there for if we play on Tuesday. Just, just saying. So you're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah. Oh, hi, Kyle. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was Utah Tech. So I'm sorry, it it wasn't it wasn't southern Utah. My bad. Yes, it was Utah Tech. So Utah Tech beat Southern Utah. Okay. Kyle,
0: you did not say hi to the
1: cat. Kyle, say hi to the cat, please, so that Jacqueline can be happy and she she can put the cat down. (laughs) God. I know. Kyle said, ooh, a special guest. I know. Well, which brings me to that special guest. I just tweeted it. And we're about to bring, oh Kyle said hello, kitty cat. <laughs> oh god. Gotta love it. All right. So we're gonna bring on our special guest. This person was lucky enough to be and he said, I'm a dog lover, by the way.
0: Well, I have a dog too. I'll bring her next time.
1: There you go. Uh so this special guest was lucky enough to be able to travel to the game at GCU uh, this past weekend and uh, yeah, wanted to bring uh, him on so that he can give us a little bit of a breakdown of what he saw and witnessed in person about the, about the game, about the campus, uh, just about everything, his experience when he was there. Um, And uh, yeah, and just kind of fill us in on, on what he saw firsthand since we weren't able to go. So Without further ado, while Jacqueline starts talking about the game notes, we're bringing in the Matt Atkins.
2: What's up guys? It's there How are y'all?
1: We're good. We good. Are hanging in there.
2: Yeah. Same. In there.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you had, was it just an, wasn't an overnight trip? You weren't there the whole weekend.
2: Yeah, no, I flew in early Saturday morning and right back on Sunday. So it was a quick, quick trip.
1: Love that. So did was that, was that planned at the beginning of the season, or did you just say, you know what, screw it, I'm going?
2: No, I've been planning to go for a long time. As soon as I saw it, it was on Saturday. I, I told myself I was going to go. because so I've been wanting to go to, to get in there for a long time. I had my flight booked for a while. I, I booked it on Friday with the ice storm up here in Dallas. I changed it to Saturday just in case it didn't get uh, canceled on Friday. So, nice. But yeah, no, I was planning to go, and I was excited to, to get there and check it out.
1: <laughs> Love it. Kyle says, "Ooh, look at that guy! He's big time now. Big time, big, big time. time." He's the biggest, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's Kyle's getting up there. Um, I love it. What? A, so, uh, just a quick before we I guess, I guess go over the game notes. Maybe give us a quick little rundown of of the campus that you saw before the game.
2: Yeah. So, you know, first and foremost, when I when I got there, I I wasn't aware that it was a closed campus, which I probably should have known. Um, I mean it's just for us what
0: does that mean a closed campus?
2: Like you you can't a, a visitor can just walk onto campus. So I, I took an Uber from lunch to to the campus, just hey, I want to go check out the campus, check out the facilities and everything. I get out of the Uber and a security guard basically runs at me, asked me if I have a pass or if I have someone to come give me a tour. I'm like, I just got to town, just wanted to check out campus and just walk around. And it, it took about five minutes of me just say, Hey, I'm just a visitor, I just want to kind of walk around. Uh, he finally let me go. So it was, it was fine, but it was just kind of took me by surprise that it was that, I guess it was that serious, but. But so what's
0: mm-hmm. the time period before a game that people can show up on campus? Well, and so
2: that, that's actually the weird part is I, I took an Uber back to the hotel. I changed, uh, and got ready. I came back. And as soon as I got out of the Uber again, same spot, people are walking into the, the area where the arena is. Same thing happened. Exact same security guard goes, Hey, do you have a pass to be here? I was like, it's me again. I'm literally walking <laughs> to the world to get my, my tickets. Let me, let me go. He's like, all right, all right.
1: For me, for Yeah,
2: your- it was, was kind of weird. But- that is wrong.
1: I mean, there are so many visitors, I would assume, that go to the game who don't go to school there currently. So, like,
2: I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a it's a pretty good size arena. I think it seats around seven thousand. They've got a pretty, pretty high amount of season ticket holders on top of their students that fill up most of it. So I, I don't know that many non GC people go to the games because it's it's pretty full most of the time.
1: mmm so Kyle says because the campus is in one of the worst spots in Phoenix.
2: That's true. So that was one of the the jokes I made. That it's it's basically like a, the campus is basically like a resort. It's it's insane <laughs> on campus, but as soon as you step off, it's it's similar to like going to a really nice place in Mexico, right? The resort's amazing. As soon as you step off, you might get shot. And there actually, there was a shooting across from the hotel on Friday where the team was staying at. So. Yikes. Yeah. Right. It's not a great part of town.
1: Yikes. That's wild. I mean, I, I I did not know that it was a closed campus either. And when you sent us that, I, I was, at first I was like, that's weird. But I'm like, no, all right, checks out. Just because of everything that we know already about GCU, like, I, I feel like that just checks out. Yeah. yeah. I do get
0: that, but I, I would just think on a game day within hours of the game, you should expect like, okay, instead of approaching it that way, be like, are you here for the game? Can you show me some like proof of purchase for your ticket to explain why you're here? Like, I just yeah. feel like it could have been a lot simpler.
1: I mean, because yeah. hell, we're how many hours before the game, the Kansas game? Like, there's a bunch of us just like walking around K- Kansas campus, just, and the same thing at Duke, just walking oh, okay. around. Walk- no one cares. No, no. one
0: said anything to us. We walked all over, dude. Nobody cared. Exactly.
1: That's wild.
2: Yeah, once I got on campus, though, it was amazing. Their soccer stadium. they had a scrimmage with uh, Sporting KC from from the MLS was in town doing a scrimmage. I had a That's baseball cool. alumni game that I, I walked up into and saw the stadiums. It's it's uh, they've like you said earlier they've they've got a lot of money for for everything there. That's nice. I, Definitely jealous.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, when you said it looked like a resort, and then it sent those couple pictures, I was like. Jesus Pete. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, checks out. So yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm again glad you got to go. And I'm really interested to hear your take on the game itself and, and what you thought about their atmosphere and and obviously the game, um, you know, the actual game too. So Jacqueline, go ahead and do your do your game notes, girl.
0: All right. So we had another different lineup. Today, or not today, uh, whatever, Saturday. Uh We had Trell, Nana, Day Day, J.J.P., and Rati starting. Uh We did Blues, 86-83. Their attendance was 7,095. Um So, yeah, I would have to look up and see how many it seated. But you were right, man. It it's to just be, like, barely over 7,000 because it looked pretty looked pretty full on TV. It looked pretty full on TV, yeah. yeah. Um, it was packed. Robbie was dressed out uh, and did play, so that was good. I don't know how, but no idea. He didn't look in pain, so that's a win, I guess. Um, all right, so Sean Kennedy's stats section, real quick. Our field goal percentage was forty-eight point three. Uh, theirs was only a little bit higher at fifty percent. Our three-point percentage, what? Oh wait, hold on. Our three-point percentage was 54.5%, which was higher than theirs at 50. Um, our free throw percentage was 91.3%. There's wow. only 76. Um, our points in the paint, we had 36, which was higher than them with 24. Our points off turnovers was 21, which is also higher than theirs at 9. Um, our fast break points, we freaking killed it uh, with 25. They only had 9. Um, Our bench points were 34. Our total rebounds, we had 31, which we did out-rebound them by two. We had 10 offensive boards and 21 defensive boards. We had 27 fouls. We only had 12 turnovers. Um, They had 15. We had 10 steals to their two. Uh, We had two blocks. They did have six, but anyway. Uh, so our game leaders, we had both Dayday and AJ at 17 points. Uh, Dayday had five rebounds, two assists, one block, two steals. So something and everything. Um, AJ had two rebounds, five assists, four steals. We had Trell with 12 points and one assist. Nigel with eleven points, six rebounds, and two steals. So I'm gonna have to say, for my player of the game, that I had uh,
1: Day Day. Had- yeah, I was about to say Day Day. I, I agree with Day Day being player of the game too. And Matt, you can give yours in a second. But sitting, here, sitting here, looking at the stats and hearing all the stats again, I'm sitting here thinking, we beat them on almost every, on almost every stat line here. How in the world did we lose that game?
2: Yeah, we made more, we had more buckets than they did.
1: I know. I'm just – I'm flabbergasted. Like, we – like, every single percentage stat line, we beat them on, except for field goals. That was just slightly higher. Theirs was 2% higher. Everything else, I mean, killed them in the paint. You know why? Because all those damn threes they
0: made. Yeah. 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 We
2: didn't defend the three very well, especially in the first half. The lead they jumped out to was – I mean, I think they started out five or six, something like that, from three. That. Yeah. That was, I mean, well, made, that, you don't go to the three, and it's, it's going to be tough to come back in general.
1: Oh, they for make,
0: sure. They made five threes within the first five minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah. And see, that's the stuff I missed because I was uh, I was headbanging at the concert. So that's just, again, looking at the stats, I mean, it just flabbergasted. But, yeah, I mean. That's the, only, that's the only reason we lost that game. Literally. Literally. And i shocked but anyway matt player of the game who do you think
2: um yeah probably day day i guess i mean he he's such an important player for for us in general i mean he has to be out there and i think a lot of times when we struggle in the season is when he's in foul trouble and and on the bench so uh he's he he can do everything and he's he's got to be our rebounder and everything else too hit a nice three in the game which he doesn't do too often so
1: that's true as well i agree I would say good runner up for a player of the game would also probably be AJ too. I mean, he pretty much had, he had every stat line as well. Um, he was obviously, he was in foul trouble, but so was day day. Um, that's another thing. That's another rough thing. The fact that we, I mean, we had multiple players in foul trouble, so that stunk. Um, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Crazy stats on this game. You
2: score 80 points. So that plays, I mean, I, I think you're doing pretty good. So we, we had plenty of opportunities, especially in the first half, I think to probably push it ahead a little bit that we didn't take advantage of. And that kind of turned out to haunt us the end. And I mean, GC was good. I mean, Ray Sean Harrison and McMillan, those are big time players. They can both drop 30 when they want to. That's basically what happened. They both had, I think upper twenties. That's, that's kind of the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, Ray Harrison had 28 and Chance McMillan had 24. I mean, and those were the only guys in double digits. The rest were nine, eight, six, 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 five, you know, like,
0: Well, and McMillan normally averages nine points a game. That was his career high.
2: Yeah.
1: He had six threes. He was six of seven from his three-point line, and and Ray Harrison was three of five.
2: Yeah, and Alex, you didn't see it, but Harrison, he banked in two of those threes, too, and I'm pretty sure he didn't call him One I know is basically a shot clock buzzer that was – Well, and
0: one of them, he literally – he wasn't even trying to make the three. He
1: was trying to get a foul on the three – and yeah. banked in. I saw I saw one of the bank ins cuz it was in the second half. So I saw I saw one of the banked in threes and I literally we're I'm just sitting there all at the brewery behind, crowded around the TV just screaming at the TV me and like four other people. Yeah. Um yeah cuz it was so frustrating. I mean literally banked Oh, God, that was that was that was the freaking heartbreaker dagger right there. Um Okay, uh, let's just go straight into the, the strengths of the game, our feats of strength, things that we did well. Uh, Jacqueline, will start us off?
0: Yeah, so, well, I mean, I already said Day Day for my player of the game. He had some really, just really great moves to the bucket. Um, One of Trell's threes, though, I have to say, it was like deep, deep. And the, that big white dude who was guarding him, he like hesitated for a second. Like he thought Trell was going to drive in, and I'm like, no, he's going to shoot it from right there. You better get out there. I loved it. <laughs> That's so great.
1: I love I mean, again, when, Ch- when Trell releases that three and he's literally like half court, you know, like almost a half court. And it goes in butterflies.
0: <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things was how many fat. I don't have that many feats of strength. And not because we didn't do stuff well, because like we just said, I mean, literally the only stat line that killed us was them making the threes. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, everything was everything was good. There just wasn't any like, I don't know. I guess I was just more frustrated that we did everything pretty much well, except defend the three. But um, but the fast break points at 25 was amazing.
1: Yeah. I was just about to say, points in the paint, we're back up in the 30s where we like to see them. High 30s, you know, even low 40s is 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 like, we're good. We're, you know, we're doing well. I did, I mean, and again, our offensive rebounds lately haven't been that great. But, I mean, we had double digits this time, which is nice to yeah, see.
0: I was very happy with that. Nana and Nigel both killed it on the rebounds. Uh,
1: which is something, yeah, exactly. Which
0: Six or seven. Nana had seven and Nigel had six.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and the last couple games, Nana barely – I mean, the last game, Nana had none, maybe one, I think. So that's a that's a good improvement. Love to see that. Um, I'm also really shocked. I think this is the second game in a row that Trell had zero personal fouls. That's a good
0: note. You know what? I'm going to brag on A.J. also – so, like I said, he was one of the leading scorers in this game. When we played GCU at home, he was our leading scorer. So, he he obviously – even though, I mean, they have a big lineup, and it, it was hard for him to score, he finds a way. Mm-hmm.
2: He is a gamer. I think he gets up for the big games, the big opponents.
0: I think so, too. I, I agree. agree. performs well under pressure, for sure. Oh, definitely. And that, that buzzer three at the end – so sad when it's like you want to celebrate but it still didn't help
1: win. i know but that was such a that was such a nice thing
2: It th- also th- either won a lot of people some money or lost a lot of people some money because the line was a <laughs> four or four and a half and that it was, was
1: wasn't it yeah. uh uh-huh. cool. hilarious um
0: i hope so too Although well, i guess they would be betting against us if that happened i don't understand
1: betting so I'm going to excuse myself from that conversation. move <laughs> myself. Uh, big points. Uh, another thing I'd like to mention were uh, I know we've already talked about it, but the the fast break points at 25. That's that's an outrageous number. Um, I mean, their fast break points they had nine, nine total. So love seeing that stat line right there. Um, just obviously showing the the hustle that we had in that game, obviously. I mean, we saw the crowd, Matt, give us some, uh, some feedback about the crowd and the atmosphere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I've been wanting to go to a game here for a long time, just, just to see the crowd. And um, I'd say it lived up to the hype for sure. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: they, the students, I mean, it is definitely, I put this through a, a Twitter thread earlier today as well, but it's, it's definitely more of a, a manufactured type atmosphere and that, it's it's you know they kind of script a lot of it they put a lot of planning into it which there's nothing wrong with it's 100 legit and it's it's crazy and it's what they do is amazing i wish we could you know do half of that right mm-hmm. but it's, got, it's got a different feel then again you go to kansas you go to duke you know what their students section it kind of brings to the table these mm-hmm. excuses is a little bit different again nothing wrong with it it works for them and it would work a lot of places and it's, it's amazing they they do everything T- together. That I think that's that's the biggest thing that I like about it is that they they know the games ahead of time. Like if you go to the GCU basketball schedule, they have their theme game nights listed on every every game. So yeah. all the students know exactly that Saturday was their God Bless America night ahead of time, right? So they can prepare for it. They know all of this going in before the season starts. They know where to go before the game starts. They had this big quad outside of the arena. They all go to hours before they get in this one small little box. and They all go into the arena at one time. They have it all down, like precisely to a T. Every every element of their game day environment is like you could call it almost like a scripted movie because they have got everything covered. Every organization you could think of was involved. The ROTC, cheerleaders, dance, mascot, you know, video stuff. Like it's all it's like a professional event. I like guess it's, it's like going to like a, a G League game or an NBA type game where the entire atmosphere, arena band like their, their band was probably like 50 members it was massive um but they've got it all they've got it down they know what they're doing
0: i'm so glad that you said that because literally alex and i had a side complaint conversation about our themed games and i don't understand why we can't do the same thing and release a list at the beginning of the season because mm-hmm. i swear to you they act like it is top secret classified information that they tweet like the day before the game or something and people like me who are coming from out of town I've already packed and have my stuff when I'm there. And then two hours before the game, I see a tweet talking about how it's neon out game. And I'm like, Yep. I'm already here. I already have my stuff. Like, was this some big secret revealed that we had? Like it's if it's supposed to be a promo thing to get people hyped, we need to know about it ahead of time. Not like three hours before tip off. I just don't get it.
2: Yeah. And I know we're, we're trying, like I know that athletic department is working hard with the students to try to get them out and organize and all that. We, we have, basically what I said today on Twitter is that we have to show them what they're buying into. Like we can't just expect them to buy into something that they don't know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So we need, we need more, you know, events and more things that they can do before the games, before the season, you know, show them, like, show them, Hey, this is where you sit. This is what you do during a game. This is what you don't do during the game. Show and them what to do. Show them that's the party. Show them how that is fun. You know?
0: I was literally thinking that when I was watching that game and looking at everybody in the crowd. Cause I'm like, Oh, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe they've tried this in the past. I don't know if they have, but I wish they would do some type of like pep rally thing to invite the students in, show them just what you said, show them where to sit, what they do, all that stuff.
2: Yeah. And that's exactly what I, I wrote down in one of my tweets is like, we, we have that holler at Homer event for football games for football season. We need to do that in the Coliseum, but market it strictly around basketball. Yeah. Have every freshman SFA one-on-one class in attendance, make videos to show them what a student section is, show them what our student sections used to look like, and tell them, have the coaches talk, have alumni talk, anybody that can talk and tell them, hey, you're going to sit in that section, all of you together every single night. You can go outside in this whole parking lot, tailgate whatever you want to do for two hours for the game. We'll go in and have a party, we'll play music for you. Organize all of that up front before the season starts, See what happens in the season.
1: And it, hurt. it can't hurt. It honestly, I mean, it, it could not hurt. I mean, it, there.
2: Point, it, and sorry to interrupt, but obviously, no, you know, the budget that GCU has is there's nothing that we can do to compete with that. It, it is a power via budget in the mid major league, right? So they have money they can put towards all of the marketing, all of the events that I'm kind of talking about in the in game experience. But there's still a lot of things I think we, or anyone can do for themes, right? Just make up the ideas. You know, if you can afford to buy, you know, hundred shirts for students, perfect. Do that. If not, let the students come up with it, but at least start planning these things in advance and to see how it goes. And then that way, once you start something, that's, that's how things catch on.
1: Yeah. I mean, even for the first year, you're right. Like if we can't afford to buy themed shirts for a hundred students, every single home game for boys and for guys and girls games, yeah. totally understand. Not a lot of schools can do that. But if you can plan ahead where you have maybe two games out of the year, those are your, you know, cram the Coliseum games. Um, and those are the games you get, you give out shirts for, then those are the games you give out shirts for. And every other home game, the theme is whatever the students, you know, can bring like God bless America, military, you know, USA military, a camo out blackout, purple out, white out, you know, something throwback night. Let's do pajama night. Let's do, You know, Halloween night, everybody wears costumes. Like these are things that students already probably either have a shirt for or have some sort of like there's a Walmart up the road. Go grab a couple, you know, uh, neon shirts, bright yellow and call it a day. I mean, these are things that you can easily do. They're easily they're they're easy wins. We call them easy wins at the brewery. Like what are some easy wins? And that's it. So. Yeah. I mean, do we have the budget to, to compete with them? No, no, we do not. But there are easy wins we can do, you know, by doing stuff like how Matt's been doing the stuff, you know, planning a tailgate for Heckler Hayes, what we're doing for the tailgate for, you know, the CBU game. Like these are things that are, that we're planning and that we're doing and we just need people to help us get the word out, you know, and that's all we're asking. Um, it's just wild. Matt, do you have any positives on your end from the game itself? The You know, the play, the players? The...
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought we played well. I, I mean, again, if you score 80, 80 plus points in that environment against a team that's playing well, I mean, I, I'm never okay with losing. I'm a terrible loser, so I hate losing. But, yeah. I mean, I thought we played well enough to to win. Um, GCU's played a little bit better sometimes.
1: Yeah. And uh, I feel the same. I mean, obviously at the, at the end of the day, we obviously want the win, but I'm not as upset about this as I am the New Mexico state game, because I knew going into this game that it's a hard, it's a hard place to play. And you said, the atmosphere is electric. It's nuts. It's a hard place to play. You know, it's like going to Duke and playing them, you know, like it is loud. It's crazy. Like going to Kansas. Um, And so I knew it was going to be a tough matchup, and we were just coming off a loss, a tough loss to New Mexico State. So that also is, 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 you know, a hindrance, and it's hanging in there. But, you know, but we played really good, really good, against a good GCU team. So I'm not pleased that we lost, but I'm also not as bitter as, as I was with that New Mexico State loss. Same. Yeah. Uh, any other positives before we move on to – so I have a few that are just, I'm, I'm going to like
0: say they're more segue items because they're not really grievances, but me making fun of their commentators for a few things they said that were funny. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, one was one of Rob's comments, which was funny because obviously he was sitting right there in front of y'all, Matt. And so you could hear Chauncey yelling most of the time.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, was one time in the first half, she yelled really loud because you know she's always on those referees when the fouls are, not even. And she she yelled something about fouls being six to three. And then there was like a pause. And then Rob was like,
1: the fouls are six to three in case you <laughs> right.
2: We're all very aware of the foul situation and numbers and everything.
1: At any time during a, during any games, away or home, we know exactly what the fouls are. Yep. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, you, Chauncey. Bless um, her. She she knows.
0: I know. I was like, you know, I always love that because it makes me feel like I'm at home when I'm watching the game on TV. Uh mm-hmm. uh, I mean at home as in William R. Johnson. Uh at, at the Colcame, yeah. Okay. I, I got gotcha. you. There's another funny thing that Rob said there. It was one of the times that the the refs stopped to, I don't know, deliberate about whatever and try to figure out what was going on. And he said he said, Well I might sound like I don't know what's going on. I certainly don't, but I don't think these three do either.
2: Yeah. That was a common theme I, I, I thought of too the entire night. I- I try not to say too much about officiating, but there was definitely some things that seemed odd or, or different. And honestly, kind of the way that they handled some of the situations I thought was a little unprofessional, but I'll kind of, kind of leave it at that.
0: Well, we'll, we'll go in depth on,
1: on the yeah. So uh, yeah. the rev, the rev stirring up trouble again, rev, you came in late. Jacqueline already talked about this, but. So essentially they don't hand the,
0: students money to come in, but they provide lots of incentives. So
1: definitely. That was exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. I was like, it's very highly incentivized. Yeah. yeah.
0: Rewatch, rewatch the the pod later and you'll get more info on that.
1: Um yeah.
0: Okay. So I gotta ask because I couldn't I couldn't see clearly enough to tell for sure, uh watching it on TV. Um it's okay. It's all right. We'll forgive you. Um, but it looks to me on TV that like their hand sign looks exactly like Hokeham horns. Is that what they're doing?
2: It's an it's an antelope, so it's a little bit in front.
0: Okay, on TV it looked like this, and I was like,
2: front a little bit. See? Okay. Yeah.
0: I was like, are they doing the Hokeham horn sign? Okay, because um, I was gonna make fun of them if they did. Uh, let's see. Gotcha. Okay. So as as we already mentioned, it was their God Bless America night, but one of their I don't know, one of their media staff, I, I don't know who he was. I wasn't paying attention, don't care. But he was wearing like a um, button up Hawaiian style shirt that was just blue with stars on it, and they kept showing him on the screen. And then one of the commentators was he could not think of the word lay. And so he was first of all, he was trying to explain what well, the fla- the necklace thing around your neck. And I'm like, do you not know the word lay? And then he said he was trying to like make a correlation that he looked like he was ready to go to Hawaii or something. And he was like put some of that you know that white stuff on his nose and i'm like sunscreen
2: That'll <laughs> be how they do it in phoenix anyway.
0: i don't know just saying, so <laughs> know these words and the way that sounded did not sound good
1: let's put some that white stuff on their face
0: that sent me over the edge i was
1: like
0: um then the, the the final kicker that's just sent me completely over the edge was the camera zoomed in on one of their dudes who was dressed up like George Washington.
1: Oh, I love that. I did see that.
0: Dude, but the dude was like, oh, he's dressed up like Benjamin Franklin. And the, <laughs> other, the other announcer goes, uh, George Washington?
1: <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. One more. This one was great, too. So there was one point where he was like bragging on our defense and he said, you know, sometimes it looks like there's six players running around out there on the floor. But then later on in the game, he said it again. And he said, it looks like there's five or six defenders out there. And I'm like, well, there are five at all times, dummy. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there's always five. What are you talking about?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm kind of glad I didn't rewatch the game.
0: Yeah. Those are the funny ones, but I, I got some complaints. Yeah. But those
1: well, ones. well, then let's let's get to it. All right. All right. One sec.
0: Segway in.
1: Oh, yeah. Good segue in.
0: Festivus begins with the airing of grievances.
1: I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. you. Jacqueline, start us off.
0: Okay. I think I'm going to, I think even though I'm skipping a little bit ahead, I'm going to start first with the, the, um, the tech on Robbie,
1: because. God, yeah. Cause that's one of the big, big questions.
0: So, okay. So whenever I was watching it and like I said, my feed cut out, like right after it happened, so I didn't get to see the aftermath, but Robbie had gone up and was trying to dunk it was not successful was hanging on the rim because there was a player standing under him on the other team uh and they called a the tech. so what i missed because i which i'm sure anybody watching it live missed because you were so focused on them calling the tech while he was hanging on the rim and you're like "But that's okay you can do that so
1: mm-hmm.
0: what i saw in the aftermath watching it back today so when he while he was hanging on the rim I don't even know exactly what happened, but the ball came back up there and it was like coming at his face. So he caught it and passed it out to someone on the on the like three point line. And the announcers were saying, oh, well, when you're hanging on the rim, you're not allowed. To catch the ball and pass it back out. So that's why they called the tech. And I'm like, I've just never seen that happen. So I don't really know, because while on the one hand, first and foremost, he was hanging on the rim So, that he didn't fall on their player, and that's a okay to do. But, second of all, if you're already hanging on the rim for your own safety, which is allowed, and then the ball comes at your face, like I don't really know what he was supposed to do in that situation. So, of course, I text my dad, and we have this long, like, text thread about it. So, he was like, It's a crazy play. I can only equate it to a missed dunk. And if you hang on the rim and it bounces back up and comes back in, it's no basket. I think he should have been allowed to hang on the rim. without a tee because he was in danger of injuring himself, you know? And so I'm like, okay. But then I noticed in the aftermath about him catching the ball and passing it back out. Mm. And so I was like, is that allowed? And he was like, well, you're not allowed to catch a ball while hanging on the rim, but it's one of those plays that you don't see every day. And as an official, you hate seeing it. Um, However, so really what they should have called because you're not, you are not able to catch the ball while hanging on the rim would have been <clears throat> like um, like a basket interference or an offensive goaltending because he he technically interfered with the ball, but that would just result in the other team getting the ball back, not a tech. So that's what I feel like should have been called. However, I don't think you ever really see that happen that often.
2: I've I've seen it happen before, but I don't remember a technical coming from it. To be honest, uh, I've seen someone on the rim; they missed it, the ball came back, and they they touched it. But I don't, I can't remember. I, I really don't remember a technical for sure. But I don't remember what the actual call was afterwards. But in in this case, when I rewatched it, I I don't see him on the rim at all. Like The first time I I put a screenshot on Twitter as well. That I don't <laughs> I don't think that was the right call. Like he he didn't have he didn't touch the ball until all, after he let go. And if that's the case, I mean, unless the rule still says if you're in the air or something like that, that makes sense. But that's also not what the officiating crew told Keller. And they didn't actually tell him until after the media timeout. Keller had no idea until Harrison, probably I guess it was Harrison, was at the free throw line shooting the tech. Keller had no idea. They didn't tell him. When they did, they said it was because he was hanging on the rim while he touched it.
0: which so. is completely invalid because him hanging on the rim was Protect himself and another player. So yeah, I don't like any of that because I understand in the moment how that, because you're you're focusing first on him hanging on the rim, but <clears throat> that was a okay in that situation. So I get I get that's that's not a call you want to have to make as an official, but they may, they made the wrong call, and regardless in something like that, especially if it's so confusing as an official. You got to nut up and go explain to the coach what's happening. Yeah. That's my that's my consensus. Um, yeah. And yeah, then, no. oh, go ahead. I'm
2: sorry, I was gonna say. I mean, one free throw didn't lose the game for us, but it was yeah. just one of those situations to where that call plus some other things that happened in the game. Um, I didn't get to see Hawkins technical from where I was. I was seated, so I didn't see him. It seemed pretty clear online. People thought he he did push him um, after the the foul. Um,
0: but, yeah, unfortunately, Ninehole yeah. deserved that tech full force because he yeah he got called for the personal foul and then literally two feet away from the referee clearly pushes the dude in the back and i'm like
2: and that, well, the problem that i have with with that call and that that ruling is that you the, the possession goes back to the the other team right so they got two free throws for the foul two free throws for the goal and then right. they got the ball back too yeah. they missed the shot likely but that could have been like a seven point possession
0: yeah, totally. No, I agree. But um, yeah. And then with the, with the Robbie thing. Yeah. I just, I just don't like, I don't like the way that that was handled from what I'm hearing you saying about what happened there in person, because obviously I'm going to be more skewed on this because my dad being a referee, but like, that's, that's a situation where there are tough calls you got to make. And sometimes you might not even make the right call, but I just feel like, in my opinion if you're a good referee that's that's where you own it and be like look this is this is what we had to call or whatever and you you build a rapport of respect with the coach to at least go explain to him like this is what we're calling why we're calling it um because you have the final word so make a call stand behind it if that's what you're gonna call um
2: yeah the last thing anyone. Wants to see is the referees taking control like it's their night. Like it doesn't matter. I don't care what game I'm watching. I'm not there to watch the officiating, and half of that game I felt like that's kind of what we were doing.
1: Yeah, like a rough show. Yeah. But to
0: to add to add on to that, um my grievance about the commentators. So and listen, I understand we all know that Robbie gets fired up very easily, and obviously very confused about why he got thought he was going to get a tech or whatever. So immediately after two of the referees are like standing there talking and he tries to go in to plead his case. And I'm just like, you're not helping yourself. But then one of the uh, commentators literally said, Oh, he punched him in the here, He punched the official. And I'm like, "Yes."
1: he said that he punched the official. And I was like, I'm like, what?
0: no, 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 no. Literally. He went like this with his hand like, he was emphatically, like, motioning with his hands, trying to plead his case. But he did not touch the official. He certainly did not punch the official. I'm like, let's not get all heated
1: up and say stuff that's clearly not even true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I when I When I heard that he said that, or when I, well, I actually read it because I had the captions on it on the TV at the brewery, I was like, did I see that right? Did I say that he just punched the referee? Like, Yeah. That's wh- what, what, game, what game are they watching? Yeah.
2: Obviously he would have been injected if that was the case.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And as he should be, if he did.
0: Yeah. That would have been end of the night for Robbie.
1: Done. Absolutely. Um Yeah. Obviously the threes were not ideal uh, from GCU. Uh, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to come back. And when a game, when when someone's shooting, I mean, basically 50% from the three-point line and you got a guy who's six out of seven from three, um, just absolutely just destroying you on the threes. And another guy at three for five, I mean, that's rough. Um, and of course the, the, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Personal fouls, uh, you know, yeah, Chance McMillan fouled out. And then they had two guys in foul trouble, uh, but then you look at our end, and we had one, two, three, four guys in foul trouble. And no, I can't. Yeah, four guys in foul trouble, and most of those guys are the guys who we critically need: <laughs> Day Day, AJ. AJ, Nigel, and also Jalen had four. Yeah, and and that means that they probably sat for more time than what they normally do. I mean, Nigel played 23 minutes. AJ also played 23 minutes total. Uh, Dayday played 26 minutes. The person who played the most minutes was, was Nana. And he had two personal fouls, um, which again, uh, I will say Nana uh, positive for him. I know we're on negatives or grievances. He was, he was, he was on percent from the free throw line, which was nice. But anyway, um, yeah, Matt, Anything else uh that you saw during the game that you have a grievance for, either on the court, off the court? I mean, the security guard can go kick rocks, so grievance there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> other than that, I mean I, I enjoyed the trip. So no no complaints other than not getting the W, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Did you have any uh did you go any good food places?
2: I went to uh to a place called La Pinata before and it was uh I, I tweeted up the you day know, before asking for Rex and Someone mentioned it to me. I saw some pizza places and I don't know, margarita and some maximum food sounded good before the game. And it was, it was okay. I gave it like a B plus. It wasn't great, but
1: you could have read our, our entire list of, of places that we did from our food blog.
2: That's true. I could
1: have come on.
0: Matt. I, I should have thought to send it to you again. I know. I will
1: be we both. We both dropped the ball there. could have been like, Oh, here, here's the, here's the food for GCU. Next time you go, or go anywhere without us. Just, uh, Remind us and we'll we'll yeah, send definitely. you the food, the food list. Um,
0: I have a few more grievances. No, yeah,
1: head. go for it. I'm sure that'll probably spark something in mine or Matt had, Matt's head. Yeah.
0: But my last grievance on the officiating was there was a terrible missed goaltending on our end. And then literally next time down the court, they call goaltending on us. And I'm like, are you kidding me?
1: Um, inconsistent.
0: Let's see. Okay, this is just a programming note, but it is a grievance for me whenever I watched it on because listen, with the budget that they have, everything on their stream better be perfect, or I'm complaining. And when you watched it back, like on the little score banner at the bottom of the screen, it didn't have up the foul count. I'm like, how am I supposed to know how many fouls there are? Put it on the screen. You got all this money. <laughs> Put up the fouls. Also, this is a very minor note, but I'm still gonna complain about it because it's just weird. Usually, they'll put the number of fouls, and then you know it'll say if you're in the bonus, and then if you're in the double bonus, it'll just say bonus plus. Mm-hmm. They put D B L bonus, and I'm like, I did how see that. I just put bonus in the plus sign? It just look dumb. I don't know. It's just weird. I've never seen anyone else do that. Um, that is true. I've never seen that
1: double bonus.
0: Let's see. Okay. So that, I, I got two complaints on Ivan on their team, Udrago. So number <laughs> one, the complaint for us on him, that dude cannot shoot, but then we're going to foul him and he's four for four from the free throw line. I'm like, yes, he's two for eight from the field, but let's foul him and let him make some free throws because that's all he can seem to make. Um, but my other one was there was a tie ball between him and Trell, and then he's immediately gonna start like trying to talk shit to Trell after the tie ball. You probably missed that one.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure I did. If it was in the first half, I missed it. Um, missed it completely. Uh, let's also talk about how how we got Gabe, number 30, over here getting 12 rebounds on his own. Yeah. 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 He almost had a double double. Almost. Four
0: that, that was that's more than our offensive rebounds altogether. That was more than their that's what I'm saying. Out. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like it's a lot of rebounds. That's a lot of rebounds for one guy, and we can't even get 10 total offensive rebounds. Like, we have got to do something about our offensive boards. Gotta do something, man. I mean that, that game was much
0: better, so I'll I'll be it was time. so it's but. a step in
1: the right direction, but I mean it really showed its ugly head during that New Mexico game where we just could not get an offensive board to save our life. And then now.
2: Defensive boards either and That's the bigger problem. What now? Couldn't get any defensive boards either. And that's a bigger problem.
1: I mean, true. Yeah. F- facts. Uh, yeah. My
0: last grievance on us, and this doesn't happen often, but when it does, it just frustrates me so badly because I just don't understand it. But when someone, I've complained about it a million times, and every time I see it, I'll complain, even if it's just once again. Whenever one of your guards picks up the ball and gets stuck, come help him. I don't understand, especially Mm -hmm. when it's AJ listen if he picks up the ball he can't shoot it he can't shoot a contested shot with a defender right in his face come to the ball i hate it there was one time he almost got a five-second call because everybody's just standing around and i'm like maybe he shouldn't have picked up the ball but that damage is already done and he picked up the ball so come help
1: that is true i do i do feel like sometimes we i do not like get ahead of ourselves, but like, is the right word or phrase, but like, we just kind of forget that, you know, sometimes our players do need assistance and help. And we're so concerned about being in the right spot or being moving where the play is going and you're forgetting what's right in front of you right here. And you need to go and help your guy out. Um, yeah. It, you just get sometimes really caught up in the game and you forget Sometimes you're the, the pull the call that's put you know the play that's called doesn't necessarily isn't what's gonna happen. So yeah. The uh I'm still I'm still mad about losing by three points.
0: I know. Okay, I just have one last this is I mean I have grieved about it before, but I'm I'm just curious to get Matt's take on what he
1: thinks. Let's hear it.
0: Do you think uh that we sub too often sometimes?
1: Um, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I, I know
2: that's, that's Keller's, you know, thing. I, I understand a hundred percent why he does. And I think it, it does help in some terms. Sometimes I think he subs out some guys a little too fast. Um, sometimes I've, I've said to myself, um, where is so-and-so who's been on the bench for a long time? Like, yes, look, the trail jumps out at me a lot of times. Sometimes when he'll make a couple of shots, Keller takes him out, but then he t- takes him a couple of extra minutes to put him back in. Mm-hmm. And I, I I can't question anything that Keller does, but sometimes, I think when you sub that many players that often that it can be, you know, harder to do on sometimes to yourself. Yes. But um, I, I mean.
1: I agree. I, yeah. think it, I think it can definitely be detrimental, especially when you're – especially, I agree, like when you're on a, on a roll and you have a guy like Trell who might be getting hot on the three and then he hits a three and then you bring him out on the very next play. And and you're like, but he's in a flow. He's in a rhythm. Like you're going to take him out and sit him for five minutes.
2: Yeah. I mean, players in general need, you know, they, they need the minutes to get into to most types of, of rhythms, whether it's shooting or just defensive right. or anything, but yeah. I, I still I, I 100% get why he does it, but sometimes, yeah, I, I think you can still alter the game plan a little bit just to, to change it. I,
0: I agree. Yeah. It's just an opinion. I'm not, I'm not, not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I know that, that he has a reasoning for it. That's just my personal opinion. I feel like we literally sub two to three players every dead ball and sometimes my opinion is that it's a little
2: too frequent. Yeah. And a lot of times I think obviously you do it for good reasons to, to get some extra coaching into someone yeah. who's made a mistake or I mean, that, that's why we have a, a good staff, right? So they can you know talk to their position players and tell them, talking about this, talking about the players regarding things. Absolutely. Um, but yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, and another person that comes to mind all the time, sometimes is Nigel. Like there's a lot of times he'll be playing so well in the first half and then we get out second half. He's maybe in for the first few minutes or not even at all. And he's just sitting on the bench. And I'm like, he was on fire in that first half and now he's just sitting there. So I'm like, what happened between first half half halftime and now to where now he's sitting on the bench for like half of the second half. Sometimes just, and you're right. Like we have no idea, you know, his brain and what's going on up here and why he does what he does. I mean, obviously we get, some reasoning, but then there's some moves. I'm just like, why, man, why are we taking him out? Like he's on a roll or he's hot or, you know, he's just now getting into a rhythm. And so when you, and also thing, I feel like it too, like, it's the same thing with, you know um, like hockey lines. Like if you switch up the lines so often, like the guys who, you know, play with each other, like there's no flow or rhythm within the team. And maybe may, they don't play with each other as often. You know, and so they just they're not quite comfortable with each other and know where everybody's going to be because maybe they haven't practiced with that specific lineup of five guys very often. So. Yeah, definitely.
2: I'll add just to to be on the other side of, of that that comment is I think one thing we got kind of lucky with with those injuries is having some of those guys step up to play more minutes to where now they can do that. They can afford to have more subs in because, you know, in definitely. the past playing, you know, Derek and you know, maybe, you know, Mads and other guys that didn't have the minutes or didn't have a di- – maybe they had a different role. Now that they got those minutes when everyone else was injured, they can step in in different roles and different minutes now. So it helps on the other side too.
1: That's yeah. totally – I mean, that's – yeah. That's a fair – it's a good point. It's a good point. Um. So normally – Jacqueline, did you have any more grievances? No. Okay, cool. So uh, normally at the end, we do a game summary. We pick one word to describe the entire game – uh, Jacqueline, I see you already have yours on there. So, why don't you go ahead and say it while Matt and I think of ours. Threes.
0: <laughs> That's the word. Trace.
2: I'll just go with tough. It's, just, it's, it's, it's tough. It was a tough loss and tough to not pull it out when we played so well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was I was just going to say, you know, crowd, man. Crowd slash atmosphere. Hey. Not saying that that was what did us in, but obviously having a huge presence like that, I mean. It's hard. Come on. Home field advantage, baby. I mean, that's.
2: I think, honestly, we play better in those situations. I think we we feed off bigger crowds. I, I think so, what, too. 7,000-seat arena with 7,000 fans versus, you know, some of the South End games we went through the south, Southeastern Louisiana, and they had like, 20 fans, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, and again, not saying that that was a good or bad thing, just saying home, I mean, it's home court advantage for them, but like it's a crowd. It's, it's an atmosphere. Either we play really well against it um, 99% of the time. And then this time we just didn't have it, didn't have it there at the end. Um, Okay. So to finish things off here. Talk about some upcoming games, upcoming events. Uh, Matt, platform. Let's hear it. What's going on soon? Coming up in the next few weeks here.
2: Yeah, less than uh, two weeks now, February 18th versus UT at home on uh, UTA at home on Saturday. Uh, we're having our second annual now, Heckler's and Hayes alumni game. This is a game that we organized last year, something that several of us have been talking about for a long time. We put it together to where any alumni is welcome, any SVA alum doesn't matter if you're an old Heckler's member, Purple Hayes member, just any SFA alum, basketball fan that can get back to NAC for a student of the day type game. We get to to have our own section, discounted tickets, discounted alcohol, which makes it more of a party, right? Um, Everyone gets to come back and recreate a student section, right? The last year we did it to try to help the students and be next to them and be a lot with them, but also show them that it's okay to be up. It's okay to be loud and have fun. And like we have been saying this entire podcast, make it a party, right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing it again. Um, we've got some decent tickets already sold. So we got two weeks to go, but again, we'll have a tailgate, uh tip off times, I think two for that game. So we'll, we'll be tailgating earlier. One of my associations helping breweries helping, of course. So I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, we need, we need more, more alums, whether you're in uh, Nacogdoches or outside of town, come back for the weekend, have some fun. And, uh, yeah, that's about it.
0: Or even non-alums, if you want to just...
2: Yeah, anybody. I don't, I don't care. Basketball fans in general. Bring, yeah. bring, bring your friends.
1: Totally. I mean, and and we can we can attest to last year's event, too. I mean, from our perspective, <clears throat> it, was, it was a great time. We had a great day, great weekend with people coming in for the game, some people we haven't seen in a few years. Um, I mean, I know that when I was a student, like being a heckler, and then, of course, then transitioning to it being just the haze um, was some of the best days and games that I've ever experienced, you know, just fun time being around like-minded spirited love basketball type folks and people. I mean, you can't, you can't beat it. And then if you want to, you know, if you enjoyed those days or even if you didn't sit with the hecklers or didn't sit with purple haze at a basketball game or whatever, and you just want to come and enjoy a basketball game for $5 Five dollars. Cheapest thing in town to do. I mean, you can't do anything for cheaper than five bucks. I mean, well, well, well. Um, but anyway, I just it's its a it's a great deal. Matt's done a lot of a lot of work to make this a fun day, a fun weekend. Um, and I just don't see how anyone can beat it on February 18th. Like there's not much else going on. So
0: this is your time to come live vicariously and pretend like you're a student again.
2: Leave home and come, come have some fun. That's what I'm doing.
1: Exactly. We're going to yeah. have a great time. Yeah. We had a great time. Enjoyed reliving the glory days, uh, over in this, in this, in the, uh, student for the day section. And I, I really truly hope that if you're listening or you're watching or watching later, listening later that you'll consider coming down, even if you could just come for the day, just come for the day, come tailgate. Uh, like Matt said, there'll, there'll be drinks, adult beverages, regular beverages, there'll be food. Um, right? There's food, yeah.
2: Yeah. Food provided from, from the alumni association. We'll get uh, food vouchers for inside too for popcorn. One dollar beer, one dollar wine. I mean it's
1: I mean I don't know
2: why you wouldn't come just for that to be honest, but well.
1: that's fair. I mean even if you are not a big basketball fan, like I'm gonna come yeah. for a dollar beer. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Right. So
2: and I was add that the athletic department should be putting some tweets out too. So they want to see this event get really big. Their their goal is to have that entire section full from top to bottom um, within the years to come. So this is going to be a traditional event that we're going to keep going.
1: Yeah. And, and I really, really, like I said, I really hope that people um, come out and support and and hopefully, you, heck, even if you see us over there and getting wild and crazy during the game, you're like, wow, I want to go hang out with those people. Come on over. Come on over. Uh, there's plenty, plenty of seats and rooms on each of our sides of us uh, in that sections over there. So come hang out with us. Come hang out with us at Tailgate. Again, even if you weren't in a heckler or a haze-type spot in college, even if you didn't do any of that, if you're an alum, if you're a student, whatever, just come hang out with us and come come get some free drinks and stuff at tailgate and free food and then come inside and have a couple dollar beverages and come and help us heckle the heck out of the UTA Mavericks. Because why not? Why uh, the hell not? Exactly. Um, so that's coming up. And then directly, literally the weekend after is the uh, CBU game, which will be on Sunday, the 26th. Uh, it's a Sunday fun day. Jacqueline and I are also working on a tailgate for that day, just mainly because two reasons. A, it's a nationally televised game on ESPNU. So we want to have a big crowd out for that. Try and make us look like we know what the hell we're doing uh, for attendance purposes on national television. That would be nice. Um, So coming out for that. And also because of our homecoming award winner, auction winner, uh, Richard Boyer, He's the mayor of the colony. He's a former SFA regent, SFA alum. Um, and so he won our auction, and part of the auction was to tailgate with us for the day. The only day he could come was February 26th. So that's the other reason why we're planning a tailgate is for our boy, Richard. Um, so we're kind of sure. It did worked work out perfectly, yeah perfectly so yeah same thing with what Matt's doing with his tailgate you know working with SFA Alumni Association get some uh, get some adult beverages out there for free get some SFA swag Uh, we got Ted Smith State Farm and Jimmy Mize from Commercial Bank of Texas to get some food and they're gonna be out there either barbecuing or making crawfish or whatever they're gonna decide on Uh, but it's gonna be free for I think the first 50 uh, people who come out again free. It's it's free. There's no, no no monies there. So come on out and enjoy some tailgating. Uh, we'll have Sean Kennedy out there with his tailgate games, all of his accoutrements, all of his things. And if you love to tailgate, if you love to hang out, if you're a student and you're listening or you're an alum and you're listening, you're like, hell yeah, I love tailgating. Well, get your butt out there. Come hang out. We'll probably start around two o'clock, tip off at six um, or earlier. Who knows? I might start earlier.
2: Someone else is pretty cool is supposed to be there too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, Matt Atkins.
2: No, I, I wouldn't, I'm i not that cool.
1: Eh, yeah, Kyle's coming. Kyle McDonald. <laughs> yeah, Kyle told me, uh, I believe it was uh, earlier, maybe late last week, he goes, I think I'm coming down for the 26th game. And I was like, perfect. Guess what? We're doing a tailgate. And so uh, Kyle's coming, and he was talking to me about potentially doing some live streams from tailgate that day. Um, so that would be cool too, to do that. Um, so I'm excited for Kyle to come back to town.
0: Me too. Me too.
1: Yeah. 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 So, uh, those two events, Heckler Hayes reunion, and then the the Sunday fun day tailgate with, with Jacqueline and I, definitely two of the bigger games that we need people at for sure. And then of course the Sam Houston home game, our last home game of the year.
2: Uh, that first week of March. Yeah, we That's that CBU game. I and mean, people just need to come in general. That's a national televised broadcast. We can't, can't, we can't mess that up.
1: We can't. That's my thing. Like I'm sitting here thinking what we should be out, like recruiting people to come, like get pumped up for this shit now, man. Like, no, like put it on your calendar. Now start doing $5 tickets now, like start having yeah. it now because if you start a couple days before or a week before, people have already got plans for that Sunday. So,
0: and just, again, the tailgate part, as Jacoby's dad would
1: say, it's free, baby. That's right. <laughs> it's free, baby. Exactly. Um, yeah. And same thing with Matt's tailgate. It's free, baby. You can't yeah. say that. You can't beat it. But, yeah, so we have those two events coming up. And then, uh, like I mentioned, next couple of games. Uh, we don't have another game until uh, Saturday, I believe, when we play UTRGV at UTRGV. Um, and then our next home game is on the 15th. And I'm trying to remember who we play. Uh, uh, Tarleton State. Yeah. 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 So next home game is on February 15th, Tarleton State, 6.30. Obviously, it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Um, and then, of course, that weekend, as Matt said, is the uh, is the uh, UTA game, which it is a 2 p.m. tip. So, yeah, we'll be tailgating. And then that also is uh, the Mardi Gras celebration at the brewery. So, hell, we can tailgate in the morning, go to the game, leave the game. It's only 4 o'clock at that point. We can go straight to the brewery and go get some Mardi Gras on. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. We got king cake beer that day.
0: I'm really sad that I missed out on Jerry's
1: s'mores beer. Oh, it was good. I know. It fire. Sorry. It was good. It was good. It was good. Um, But, yeah, so that's going to be a fun day as well. A lot of stuff going on. Morning, noon, and night. Plenty of activities, and then we're doing a little get together at the brewery on that Friday before the Heckler Hayes thing.
2: Sorry, I forgot to mention that.
1: No, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting having a little landing spot if there's any people in town early for the uh, Heckler Hayes reunion game weekend on Friday the seventeenth to come out to the brewery. Uh, It's it's half price flights, so four dollar flights from four to seven, and come on out and hang out with us at the brewery on Friday night
2: for the pregame.
1: Bingo. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. All right, cool. So, man, lots of stuff going on. A lot of fun opportunities to come and support your Jacks. And, of course, your Lady Jacks as well. Uh, they're on fire. They literally just clinched, I believe, today with the win, their birth to the WAC tourney. So they are set. No issues here. I have no problem. <laughs> the girl, I have zero worries about them. They're good. They're Gucci, as the kids say. So just got to work on the boys. Matt, are you coming to Vegas? Probably not. Oh, I'm
2: going do conference tournaments. I think I've told you all that, right?
0: Yeah, got, you did. You've when I
2: started that. school. You've every conference that. tournament that I went to, either as the one seed or as we made the title game, we lost every single one that I ever went to. So once I stopped doing that, we basically won every every tournament after that. So I've I've made it a superstition and a thing where I don't I don't do conference tournaments. I
0: always wondered,
1: but Thank I understand you.
0: and I respect the self
1: sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, I also respect the self sacrifice, and I know it well because I, I mean, do the same thing for the World Series when the Astros are in it. So I guess I
2: should it. go back and, and recount my record, and it's just absurd. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, like. The, we didn't win a single game as the one seed or as in the title game that I went to. So,
1: so yeah. So your so the statistics and the data show that you just need to stay home.
2: So Brett Underwood was welcome for his titles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Matt. Matt's the reason Underwood has all the titles.
2: Yep, just me. Your,
1: your name should be with an asterisk down at the bottom. You should have a special ring, honestly. At this point, like you <laughs> should have a special ring because of that.
0: I mean that is quite a sacrifice. I will say,
2: it's tough. I, I want to beat every single game, but
1: I know, I know. I mean, I, under, I understand what a sacrifice it is for you. Could, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that for a Lumberjack basketball. What I do for the Astros, like when the Astros are in the World Series, I don't watch a single game, and it's rough. It's rough. So, I can, I feel this. I feel this very deeply in my soul, Matt.
0: The <laughs> tough one,
1: but bless you and thank you for your. Thank you for your service. You, Thank you for your service. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for so much. Oh man, what a great, what a great episode. Um, loved having you on, Matt. We appreciate you so much. I'm glad you had a good time at the GCU game. Obviously, hope wish that we would have got the W uh, for you, but uh, what a fun little trip. Um, hopefully, next year, next season, Jacqueline and I have already talked about it. Like we would love to go, um, of course, on a Saturday weekend game. We would love to go to maybe like a Utah game. I uh, would love to go to the GCU and Arizona game if we play them at home in Arizona there next year. Um, so definitely want to do an out of state conference game next season, if possible, because uh, yep. yeah, there's a lot of cool places, especially, like I said, I mean, if there's a Utah trip where it's like a Thursday, Saturday, maybe you can make it a long weekend, potentially, like that would be really cool. Um, so we'll just have to see what's going on next season. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, Man, craziness, craziness. So again, thanks, Matt, for tuning in, for tuning in, for being on. Uh, We appreciate you. Excited for the Heckler-Hayes reunion alumni game uh, on the 18th. We're ready for it. And uh, man, guys, don't forget, always support your Lumberjacks and Lady Jacks. Join the Purple Lights Fund. Get your tickets, season tickets. Come to the games. Wear purple. Be loud. Cheer them on, support them from home as well. Um, and yeah, don't forget to get your my plates. Matt, do you have my plates?
2: I do not actually. I thought Whoa. about it.
1: What? Come on. Well, if you didn't know, you go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks and you can get a fifty dollar rebate. You get a one-year, a three-year, or a five-year term, and a big chunk of money goes back to SP Athletics when you do that.
0: You should ask for it
1: for your birthday or
0: Christmas or something. Yeah. Father's Day.
1: Father's Day. Father's Day. That would be cool. I wonder what Matt's license Plate would say.
2: That is a good question. I'd have to think on that for a pretty long time, I think.
1: I know. And then I'd have to make sure it's available. Yeah. You
2: could
1: be creative. I have, I have trust. Yeah, I sure. don't know. Like Matty Ice 4.
2: That's a lot of characters.
1: <laughs> That's too many. <laughs> I know, that's too many. Um, you'll figure it out. I think that'd be cool. That'd be a cool Father's Day gift. Maybe we'll plant a bug in Tiffany's ear or something. Yeah, We'll let her know. Y'all do that. We'll, we'll let her know. We'll let her know. You um, we got your back. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Remember to follow us on social media. Uh, follow our personal accounts. They're on the, on the screen here. You got my personal, Jacqueline's, and, of course, Matt's uh, basketball account that you can follow. And if you want to follow his personal account, it's literally just his name, Matt Atkins. So you can do that too. Um, And of course, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the things. We appreciate you. We love you. Buy our shirts on our bonfire. I added a couple new ones today because I was bored at work. Don't tell my boss. (laughs) Oh my God. Have a good night, everyone. Oh, and there's Scotty, the attention whore, routing us out here. Thank you very much. Love you, Scotty. All right, y'all have a good night. And as always, Ax and Jacks. Without some jacks. Better guys. Adios.